What's up, everybody? This is the betrayed, the addicted, and the expert. My name is Brandon, and I am the expert. And I'm Ashlyn, and I was the betrayed. And I'm Kobe, the recovering addict. What you're gonna get is three unique perspectives on recovery and tools for hope and healing. Okay, so we are talking about vulnerability uh, today, and vulnerability is one of those, it's kind of a, a therapeutic buzzword these days. It's a really kind of common topic. It's a Brené Brown thing. Anything Brené Brown talks about is like being talked about right now. It's like gospel. Awesome. It's magic. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, common other things are things like boundaries and shame resiliency. And, well, vulnerability, it, uh, it play, it's, it's plays into all of that. And, um, so talking about vulnerability today is, uh, I think a really important topic. And the reason why it's so kind of popular right now is because uh, we've had a misconception about vulnerability. And uh, when you think of vulnerability or being vulnerable, what do you guys think of? It's scary. Mm-hmm. Um, putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation. It's uncomfortable. It's scary. Okay, what else? Um, oftentimes I feel exposed. Yeah, I'm exposed. Right. So... Why, why in the heck <laughs> why then, do it? <laughs> yeah, would a therapist be telling you be vulnerable? So go be scared, go be exposed, go be uncomfortable, right? Um, I think because it's also truth. It's speaking from your heart. It's speaking your truths and your feelings. That's what being vulnerable is, yeah. So how are you going to have connection? How are you going to have honesty without vulnerability, right? That's um, really scary. <laughs> to really be honest you're telling me if I'm really really honest then I want to have connection even though it might I might think that Ash would perceive it negatively right that's going to create connection oh my gosh that's scary the, the thing about it is is uh, we, we equate vulnerability with weakness we think if we're a vulnerable person then we're a weak person if you feel you're weak if you have emotion you're weak right um if you expose yourself too much you're weak right absolutely and um and, and we're taught that in a lot of ways we're yeah. taught we're taught that if you protect yourself and you put the guards up then you can't get hurt then you're strong how does that start what do you mean does that start like when we're kids and we're like knocked over and we're hurt and we can't cry and how do you start to lack a vulnerability yeah, yeah. How, how, how as, a, as a culture how are we like conditioned i don't know where, where does that even begin like, well, we, if you're hurt, don't cry. Be a man. Suck it up. Rub some dirt on it. Walk it off. Yeah. The thing is that really where it takes place? From the get go, right? I heard all those, by the way, as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing you're taught is that you should never be wrong. Um, that that uh, that yeah. you you shouldn't be seen as stupid or all the shame things, mm-hmm. right? And so, uh, shame. What triggers our shame is when we feel exposed and so we get defensive and our defenses actually get in the way of us being able to be vulnerable and so if you have a lot of shame you can't be vulnerable today (laughs) yeah we totally did we totally did how so we had an argument Mm -hmm. and it was when we talked it out we realized gosh if we had just been slow and vulnerable and shared our feelings instead of being defensive it would turn out totally different yeah right 
probably would have ended up in connection oh, yeah. rather than anger and disconnection, right? Yep. The, the, here's the thing about vulnerability. This is the secret that everybody needs to learn is um, vulnerability is actually about being strong because vulnerability means you can sit in fear. You can just stay in fear. You can just, you're, you're okay with it. Okay, so you know how hard that is, right? <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. That's like the hardest of the hardest to sit in what's uncomfortable. Hence, to sit in when I'm scared. Hence, wow. vulnerability. It's <laughs> what vulnerability is, right? Oh, dang it. Um, but, but that's true, though. That's like, that's like one of the hardest things to do. And, and from my perspective, having having you know looking back at my life, that life um, in addiction, it was like what was really scary about that was was putting myself and thinking about about being in addiction about the place that I was in about the the contrary nature of my life because it was riddled with contrary um you're living this double lifestyle. life this totally yeah of, of what I thought versus what I said to Ashlyn what I did versus what I said to Ashlyn like like that whole like facing who I was that was the hardest thing. I'm glad you brought this up, Kobe. So as an addict, to sit in reality is oh, vulnerable. Dude. Oh. Right? It is. And, and so if we go back to what you just referenced, it's being able to sit in what sit in fear. Is that what you said? Uh-huh. Okay. That's what vulnerability the, is, being able to sit in, in fear. fear. Okay. That is the, for me personally, I can't speak for all addicts, but for me personally, that was the hardest thing was to face reality of how far gone I was. So so, so it led you into this life of shame screening and manipulating and disconnecting. Totally. And, and I wasn't connected to reality. Right. At all. Right. I would be lost you, in my own little world, which or, is ridiculous. And you, you were, you'd created this little world where there wasn't any vulnerability. Yeah. And it sure. caused you what? I mean, disconnection. I mean, I, I was not... The opposite I was, of what you wanted. Yeah, the opposite of what I wanted, but I was not connected to, to you. I wasn't connected to reality. I wasn't connected with, with who I really was. Like, right. in any... I was not... I, there, wasn't, there wasn't any authenticity in me except the authentic nature of my inner conflict. I mean, I was like... That's it, right? <laughs> That's it, right? Right. Totally. The price of invulnerability. There's a great YouTube by Brené Brown on this. Um, but she talks about several different things. Uh, one thing is it leads into perfectionism and and just more shame. Mm. Um, it also sets you up for a life of disappointment. Um, you, instead of instead of putting yourself out there and getting disappointed, um, you just never put yourself out there. So you live a life of disappointment. Um, it, it also leads to addiction um, because addiction is about numbing out. Mm. And our emotions are vulnerable are you know logic and reason isn't vulnerable the facts isn't vulnerable fixing it isn't vulnerable but sitting in our emotions that's vulnerable um, addiction where an addiction really kicks in is when you can numb out those emotions and just avoid feeling those emotions yeah so the opposite of addiction is connection well the only way to connection is through vulnerability yeah right so that's, that's that's a hard thing because that I mean I, I just thinking back to this like that when I was really ready to do that I was I was like to commit to starting specialized therapy I'll just say that when I was really ready to commit to that because I knew I needed to change that was the hardest thing to get used to was being uncomfortable uh-huh 
and 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 really feeling like my bones, like the marrow in my bones, was being stretched, like my soul was just being stretched and 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 um, not ripped apart, but but it was like the hardest thing to do is to learn how to be and and also realize that being uncomfortable will not be the end of me, because <laughs> right. I thought it was like being uncomfortable and facing fear was like right the, death. The 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 best way to relapse prevention and long term sobriety is pain tolerance. And it's learning how to be uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. So here you are, Kobe. I'll, you're you're on a podcast sharing your story with the mm-hmm. world. The betrayed, the addicted, mm-hmm. and the expert. There, there's so much shame around that. No, well, there but isn't. Not. But there's yeah, not. There could right? be. But there isn't, isn't it awesome when you get to the point where you're comfortable being uncomfortable? I, I know yeah. that sounds backwards. Yeah. But that's what vulnerability is. It's like I'm comfortable being real. I'm comfortable being out there. Yeah. Right. To be sure. And so, um, so with addiction, it's it's an addict doesn't want to be vulnerable. And so when they start to get into recovery, they start to create connection with God, which is vulnerable. They start to create connection with others, which is really vulnerable, mm-hmm. and connection to self. Um, with the betrayed. Um, what happens with betrayal is you get into a relationship and when you start an intimate close marriage or relationship it starts with vulnerability love is based out of vulnerability um, you want to be seen and understood and validated and, and you want to give that at the same time um, when betrayal happens then the relationship turns it turns from being a, a source of safety and a source of where, uh, where, where you can go and be vulnerable to a liability, to a place where you, you don't want to be vulnerable at all because now you've been hurt. And what can happen is that can lead into other parts of your life where, look, the, the person closest to me hurt me and, and, now I'm, and now I don't trust anybody. And I don't want to get vulnerable with God because I'm angry at God. And, and the betrayed can really shut down in terms of being vulnerable in their life because they go into protection mode because they've been hurt. I, I don't know if you've been through that, Ashlyn. <laughs> no, yes, I have. No, and um, you know, I'm listening to the addict side of it, but I'm also really, it's so connected. I mean, it's human to feel a lot of those same feelings, but for the betrayed side, it's super scary to be vulnerable when you've been hurt and to give a little bit of trust or uh-huh. here's some safety that I'm going to give to you and be vulnerable and I don't know the outcome I don't know if me sharing my truths or how I'm feeling is going to come back and the consequence isn't good right um, it's super scary it's so scary when you, you know the way that trust is rebuilt in a relationship is through vulnerability and so if you go out and you hover over everything Kobe does to make sure that he's in recovery and he's safe and you're not gonna have trust because what you're doing is you're not vulnerably giving it over to him to build some trust with you, right? right? And so, and you know, when you go and you open up and you get um, open emotionally or ha- however, it's really scary. Um, the only way that you'll know that he's safe is by having the risk of being rejected and hurt and abandoned again, right? right? It's scary. Totally There's scary. vulnerability for you. Okay, so can I share an example? Sure. So um, we just got home from Europe, and days before Europe, we had some hard stuff. And we reached out to our therapist, um, who's not you, actually, Brandon, but we would go to you if it wasn't a 
complex, You guys right? have an awesome <laughs> therapist. I love her. Yes, yeah, yeah, we go to Miss Amy awesome. Parks. And, um, Amy we, oh, Andrus. Andrus, sorry. She changed her name back. Um, so we, I just reached out and I said, I know there's not much time, but I need to see you. I'm struggling and we're going on this trip and it's this two week trip to Europe as a family and I'm scared. And um, we had our little session um, and her, her advice to me was, Ashlyn, you're never going to regret being vulnerable. And it was huge for me. I know vulnerability. I've been vulnerable with Kobe and it's absolutely scary, but I think that was almost the scariest, was going into that evening and talking with Kobe to a day before we left for Europe about a really hard topic and saying, I'm willing to put myself here right. and be, this is me and I'm willing to um, be scared but so that I can connect and that we can work this. I would guess, so you'll never regret being vulnerable. Um, probably a lot of people listening are thinking, well, I've gotten vulnerable before. And it backfired. Yeah, and I got hurt. Right, but it's not, It's. I guess I look at it like this. If I, I would have regretted if I hadn't been vulnerable with Kobe that night. I would have gone to that trip and we wouldn't have been connected. It wouldn't have been magical. Right. I would have had a lot of hurt feelings. But Ashton, let me. What if it would have blown up in your face? What if you would have gone vulnerable and he would he attacked you or shut you down or, and you had this trip I, coming up? I wouldn't have honestly. I wouldn't have regret. There's right. been times when we've had vulnerability and it ha it's backfired. It doesn't mean right. your consequence is going to turn out for in your favor. Right. But I guess I look at it like, how can you regret being honest? Right. If. So what if we got divorced? Face but the I wouldn't music regret, right there, right? I wouldn't regret trying. I wouldn't regret being honest and, and real. Because you'll have walked away having, albeit a, a pain, like a painful result, you would have had the, the confident reassurance that you did what you could in being vulnerable right. to do your part. Yeah, so it's what you just said. Kobe just said it in a longer <laughs> way. But it's what you just said, which is, I still wouldn't have regretted being honest and facing what is in order to see where this goes, right? right. It could have blown up in your face. It went well, right? Right. Um, but you getting vulnerable and facing what is definitely was the right thing to do. Oh, right. right. And and it was. But honestly, those feelings, when she said that, I guess I it hit me. We're not there yet. Of course we're not. We're still we're going in, back into couples therapy right now. But... The whole idea of vulnerable, like, go be vulnerable, Ashlyn. Yeah. It scared me. And we're that far into our marriage, and it still scared me, which it maybe scares the listeners hearing that, but it's human. It's always scary, in my opinion, to be vulnerable because you're opening up this little piece of yourself. I don't think that ever ends either in life. Like, I think there's, I mean, God has set it up this way. I'm not going to get too preachy, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> but it's like we want the reward without the without the vulnerability of it. You know, mm. we, we, we want a connection with God without faith, you know. But it's going to take faith in order to have a connection to God. We want intimacy without the possibility of being abandoned and, and hurt. We want love without any risk. Well, guess what? It's going to take risk. Um, even financially, we want success without risk, without putting ourselves out there. And the richest guys are the guys that took the biggest risks financially, right? So 
and I guess sometimes things work out where you just get things, but you're not vulnerable, but usually not. Usually you have to put your, your tail on the line, so to speak, in order for um, in order for you to get those outcomes that you want. I mean, really, it's just the law of the harvest. Yeah. You reap yeah. what you sow. Well, yeah. and you say intimacy, and it's that into me. So you, you, Is that not right? Vulnerable? Like you're here's a piece of me, and I'm showing you what's inside. Uh, yeah. Right. That's and vulnerable. It's hugely vulnerable. Yeah. Vulnerability. You, there's no such thing as empathy without vulnerability. The vul- it, Empathy is vulnerability in action in a relationship with another person. And so, Kobe, if you're feeling something and I don't like it because it's uncomfortable and I shut it down, I'm not being vulnerable with you, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So empathy cannot exist without vulnerability. Faith is not faith without vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. And, And I would say that empathy is like the, as far as recovery is concerned, I mean, it was like, well, that like vulnerability, empathy was totally the result. And, and, and I'm a big proponent that recovery demands empathy. It's just vulnerability is the seedbed of empathy. Yes. And it requires a lot of consistent effort and mental focus to be vulnerable over a long period of time on a number of topics in order to really allow empathy for the betrayed to grow and but vice versa necessary but it's uh, vulnerability is a daily choice we have to choose to be vulnerable it's not just like i did it once and now i can do it all the time uh, yeah. right right but you learn how to do it you learn how to get more comfortable being uncomfortable mm-hmm. yeah um you know i just i met with a couple this week and they're talking about empathy and and he's not good at it he's got a lot of shame and um he um, he was practicing empathy in a session, and he didn't know what to say or how to do it. And it, his wife, who who he's betrayed, just started crying, and and he didn't know what to say. But he just sat there with her and started to cry, and he just had a couple tears come out. And you know, I'm sitting there, kind of like trying to coach him through how to empathize. But um, right then, you could feel the connection in the room because he just got vulnerable with how with her pain actually held her pain and there was vulnerability there and it created connection so without without vulnerability you're not going to have love you're not going to have connection and you're not going to have empathy right and if you have if you have all these faulty core beliefs and you have all this shame underneath then you're going to do everything you can not to be vulnerable and that's what you've been talking about totally as the addict if you have if you have secrets if you have things that you don't want the other p- person to see, then that will destroy vulnerability in your relationship. It's kind of like, it's kind of like um, taking responsibility and being the victim. It's like you can't, you, you can't do both. You're either be one or the other. It, it, is that not, isn't that true as far as like empathy and shame is concerned? It's like you, you, you can't be both. You're gonna be one or the other. Playing the victim is not vulnerable. Correct. Taking accountability. Totally scary. Scary. Therefore, Owning vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Saying, okay, that is me. I, I, you know, messed up in in a huge way, and um, and the same thing with with. I know for sure in the moments when I have been least empathetic, it's because I have been drowning in shame. And and I honestly, I really lived there for for years, for years. Right. I was I don't know nature nurture, both. 
Well, and that, that makes the partner feel just crazy making. Like I just can't connect to the real them. Like mm. I, I want to, but I just can't get there. Yeah. Right. So, so these are some pretty important things. We're talking about faith, love, mm. empathy. Right. Here, here's here's a few more for you. Honesty is vulnerability. It's it's vulnerability and so word. Hard, right. Yeah. That's so hard. And and for me, I mean, it was the way that I the way that I was raised. It was it, it was ne- <laughs> honesty was never a matter. It, it, it that was never the issue. It was for me. It was self preservation. What do I need to do to not be in trouble? And that's really what what taught me to lie. Right. That's uh, it. Was like it's not a matter of being honest. It's a matter of not you know being punished and being you know grounded or yelled at or whatever. Right. But and, that but that lack of vulnerability. What did it lead to? You learned how to lie, and then you learned how to lie to yourself. Completely. You learned how to lie to others, and it creates this big. Exactly, and 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 that's one of the reasons why that that whole neural pathway of self-preservation, and and the lack of vulnerability, that's why it was so hard to be okay with being uncomfortable. But but the cool thing was, is getting the right kind of specialized help for me, like getting specialized help. That's where I knew, okay, anything that I have that I need to share. And I know it's a ton. <laughs> it's not going to be news. It's not going to surprise anybody here, and it's going to be okay. And and so I guess for me, if 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 you're if you're out there and you're listening, and you're thinking, how do I do this? How do I even start? What do I even begin? Because I need to disclose to my to my partner more of of my story, or I need to just get the ball rolling. For me, getting the right kind of specialized help was the key to that because there's safety in it and um, not knowing how it's going to happen is really scary but having well, the right help to do it is for me was the key well I just want to say something that goes along with that and that's you know if your if your partner or your spouse um, you know hasn't earned the right to hear your story you know if they're if they really are not safe um, then you still need vulnerability in your life mm. you still need connection in your life and so go find that connection where you can practice that vulnerability. Um, now, now, sure, you want intimacy and you want that from your spouse and you'd, you'd hope that you can be most vulnerable with them, right? Um, but it, but if, if that's not available, go find the connection, the, the, the place to practice that vulnerability somewhere else, yeah, right? To be sure. And, and like you're saying, like in, in a therapist's office, where they know what they're doing, you feel safe. You felt like you could get more vulnerable. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I, I wasn't gonna shock anybody with what I thought was just like the worst of the worst. I just, I wasn't, because this is like, it's like me going into the orthopedic's office with a torn ACL. I knew I'd be safe. I'd right. be taken care of. Had sex addiction. Found a specialized therapist. I knew that I was gonna be safe. Right. Okay, a couple more things, you guys, about vulnerability. That, that's awesome. Um, Courage, courage is is vulnerability in action. So if you want to be a courageous person, then um, learn how to practice vulnerability. Doing vulnerability is courage. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ashton was enormously courageous in being vulnerable before our trip. That was cur- that was enormously courageous. Enormously courageous. We can call That's it vulnerability, awesome. but you were willing to go, put yourself out there, talk about it with him. Right. And it was really putting down a wall. I was protecting myself because it was scary. You and put, I, I kind of jumped over that wall that night and let him see.
see inside of me. That you, you put the wall down and then you went and actually, I mean, it wasn't just like, okay, I know this is where I'm at. You actually went forth and expressed it to him and talked to him about yeah. it. And that's the courage part. You were vulnerable. Having the courage so. to acknowledge your walls and either plow through them or jump over them or whatever, leave them behind you to really be vulnerable. All right. Okay, here's one. This might trigger the audience a little bit, but um, think of the best sex you've ever had. Okay, stop thinking about it too much. <laughs> <laughs> it, That's it, awesome. The more vulnerable you can be, and if both partners are vulnerable together... Always the best. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. that's that's what like connection, right? And that goes with sexual connection, physical connection too. Um, talk about vulnerability. You're naked together, <laughs> right? Yeah. You're moving your body. You're okay. I don't want to trigger people too much, mm-hmm. but the point being, at the you know you want you want good sex, vulnerability, mm-hmm. right? You want love. You want success. All these things take vulnerability. Yeah. Right. So the more closed down we are, the less vulnerable we are, the, we're, we're kind of living a deathless death. We're dead, mm-hmm. right? The more vulnerable we are, the more alive we are, right? And, and, so, and the more authentic, and I think that's one of the themes that, that's really present in Brene's uh, books is, you know, really authentic living comes from being honest, being courageous, being vulnerable, and, and, and then having empathy. It's like, that's really where the authentic individual can thrive. Right. So I thought this was interesting. You brought up sex. And um, the crazy part is, and this is a little off topic, but you think after what we've been through that sex is like never going to be connected or wonderful. Um, but it was. Mm-hmm. And it has been. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's, there's more than one like best sex moment for me because we've had so many more connecting moments. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is one of my good friends had one of those moments, doesn't share our story, but didn't realize how disconnected 14 years of marriage they had been. Interesting. But they had a really connecting moment and all of a sudden it was like the best sex they'd ever had. See? And yeah. so it's not even just for people with our story, it's just it's connection. Ever, it's everybody. It's a human thing. Yeah. yeah. You talk about like, you know, we're talking about it in the context of sex because I brought it up, but <laughs> but you you said when when you when you talked to Kobe about this hard thing, um, you took down walls, right? And it's the same thing in any relationship. If you want intimacy, physical, sexual, emotional intimacy, you take those walls down, and then that connection feels so good, and that's yeah. what we all desire. It's what we all want. Totally. And you really don't know you're missing it until. You experience and it. And then you have it. And then it's like, yeah. oh my gosh. But I really like what you just said, Ashlyn, because I hear a lot from, from the betrayed, from women. How in the world do I re-engage? And, Holy crap. Uh, yeah, how do, I, how do I get vulnerable again with this guy? You know? And, 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 and I don't think, uh, at least I want, I want our audience to hear, we're not saying just go jump in bed with him For and sure. it's going to fix it all. And, yeah. Or just go be vulnerable because if, he, if, he's, if he's totally acting out, and stuck in his addiction and then you need to know what you need to look for so that you can be vulnerable again with him totally you need to know what recovery really looks like and feels like right yeah there's some podcasts that you can refer back to on those subjects specifically um the sex fast um i love you i hate you (laughs) Uh yeah all of those yeah so yeah what do you want more more info Uh uh-huh so 
I, you're never going to regret being vulnerable. Like that, that's like real recovery, real authentic living um, is, is, is about, you know, no regrets and, and being vulnerable and being honest and being courageous. Those are all things that, that will, that will, uh, doesn't always yield the result that you want, but it will, it will but allow it, you to be authentic and be true to you, yeah. who you are. You know, I worked, I worked hospice for a while as a, as a therapist and it's interesting because I might have shared this story once on another podcast, but I'd see people laying on their deathbed every day and it, you know, it really gets me thinking about life and I've heard, I've heard it said that, you know, people who, who are laying on their deathbed, they regret not the things that they've done, but the things that they didn't do. And, um, you know, why not, why not put it all out there? Why not go for it? Why not live? Why not be honest and love to the degree that you possibly can in this life and just go for it and experience life? Why just play it safe all the time mm. and, and avoid, right? I, it's so true. And honestly, I think you saying that, I think some of the best friendships that I've ever had are right now during the hardest years of my life because uh-huh. we've chosen to be vulnerable. Absolutely. Yeah. See, it, it creates Yeah. That. And so yeah. even with you, Brandon, we didn't know each other very well before this. You knew Kobe more than you knew me. Right. But because we talk about things in a very vulnerable way before the podcast, during and after, <laughs> there's a friendship. I sent him this really weird text that was like, <laughs> Like, hey, I've, I've really been missing you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're in Europe, <laughs> which was cool yeah. because that was that was totally you being vulnerable, and, and it was yeah. it was totally appreciated. It was like, oh, that's that's rad. That's yeah, cool. we enjoy these yeah. these Friday afternoons. Absolutely, and there's a vulnerability there. Completely yeah. connection. Completely, there is. Absolutely. Well, guys, thanks for being here with us. Um, we're gonna transition real quick, just a little bit of housekeeping. Um, the 30th of September, we're gonna do a virtual workshop which will this podcast be out by then uh, maybe, maybe it's going to be out on monday oh okay yeah so you're but listening we'll on monday quarterly. Mm-hmm. okay but we will do them quarterly but um the good news is is um this actually this topic really applies to having the courage to show up to and be vulnerable to to show up to, to a work to a workshop even though it's virtual right to to be in a room or be in a a workshop with other people and kind of put yourself out there, even if it's a, even if it's amongst a couple dozen other, you know, people, it takes Absolutely. some, it takes some vulnerability to actually say, all right, I'm ready. Absolutely. And I, I also want to point out this topic is, is interesting because what we work on in the, in the workshop is kind of the things that can really set up vulnerability in the relationship. Yeah. Right? Cause we're talking about safety and trust. Right. Totally. Again, the safety and trust take vulnerability. But we talk about the things that that help facilitate that trust, so that you can be vulnerable in your relationship. Yeah, I lived for so long without being trusted or being safe for Ashlyn. I mean, and it was really compromised in week two. I mean, the week we came home from our honeymoon, like trust and safety were gone. And so I've really been super focused on getting trust back. And that's really been the the, the 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 focus for me is is being safe and trusted again. In fact. Guess what sure happened this. This today? We came from therapy right before we came here, which sounds ridiculous, but you don't have to be healed to help. I'm just going to put that out yeah. there. Yes. Um, but our therapist said your end goal is for you for you each to be the most trusted person that you have for each other. And I sat there and thought, my head, Kobe is that for me. Like, how did we get here? That's awesome. Right? I was surprised because to hear it, that as you were. 
That's actually. awesome. It was awesome. No, I'm not surprised at all, Toby. Okay, that's good. Because yeah. I was. Yeah, I'm you're still in, surprised. You're, you're, you're in recovery now. Yeah, I'm, right. just, I'm just putting my head down and going to work. And I was, yeah. I honestly, I think we had this conversation once before me. It was 18 months ago. I was like, percentage-wise, yeah. why am I with safety and trust? You're like, ah, in the 90s somewhere. And I was like, okay, I'll accept that. I thought I mean, it was I just, there, I just want to like lay cool. this out there to, to our audience. You're saying Kobe is probably the most trusted person to me. And and Kobe Kobe's had two affairs, right? I sound so, crazy, but you don't sound crazy. But but I just I, I just gotta point this out to them that you know what healing's possible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That that if you work and you work hard and you go for it, then it's possible. Yeah. So. Consistent effort and mental focus has really been the thing that's facilitated that. That's awesome, Ashlyn, to hear that from you. It is cool. Yeah, it was it was exciting for so, us. So if that in any way is intriguing to you, then we want you to come and join us on the 30th because we're going to talk about the specific things that we did to to um, be to, to be safe and to be trusted again. Uh, the first one is a super, super important conversation, which is uh, essentially uh, checking boxes in recovery or owning recovery, um, doing versus being recovery. For both sides. For, 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 yeah, for both sides. Um, that was a really important conversation so that we were on the same page as far as expectations knowing, okay, what, what are we doing to check boxes and, what, and, and how are we really owning right. what, yes. what recovery is, really being recovery. Right. Um, the second one is going to be boundaries. We've had a lot of, inquis- a lot of uh, questions and messages. Hey, how do we do boundaries? Boundaries is a really challenging topic. And it was actually, it was the longest topic that we stayed on mm-hmm. because it's tricky. You got to figure out what they are. Yeah. yeah. Figuring out those boundaries and then learning how to hold them. Right. Yeah. Boundaries is super important. I know for sure for me, part of, of, of successful recovery has been being habitual in the way that I live, but also being supremely boundaried Absolutely. to keep me safe. And, uh, but that's also required Ashland to set boundaries and to, uh, to, to say, this is where safety is for me. If you want to be with me, that's cool. But this is where safety is. So ba- boundaries minus vulnerability is control. Yeah. Ooh. Um, so. That's an important point. So healthy that's boundaries an point. take vulnerability. Totally. Um, we'll talk about a shame partner. Yes. And shame. Um, shame resiliency. Resi- yeah. I don't know what it's called. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I only teach a class on it. Um, <laughs> and then the last one is how to have an argument, like a healthy Communicating argument. Communicating through conflict. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. having in play so that you can effectively get through conflict. Yeah. That's because, a really tough one too. Um, there's no such thing as not, if you're not having an argument in your marriage, you're not talking, you're not correct? You're vulnerable. <laughs> yeah. Right? You're talking about the weather. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's to be sure. So anyways, guys, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, there's, there's information on betrayedaddictedexpert.com where you can learn more about the workshop. It's going to be virtual. You'll see us. We'll be able to interact and talk. It's not going to be just a lecture. The cool thing is, is this is this is like a collaborative. Here's our perspective. Here's my perspective. Here's yours. What works for you guys? Okay, now let's so so now let's workshop. Let's actually go to work. We yeah. have a workbook, and each each participant's going to have them, so that way they can literally define what boundaries are right there on the spot. Ask questions. Get feedback. Right. And and we're super glad that we have the expert with us oh, <laughs> in yeah. this. Yeah. You guys too. Um, yeah. But but then that way, when you're finished, you can immediately implement. Get to the work. boundaries that you've defined, yeah. you can immediately implement. Put it in place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, that's the real value I believe that's going to come is that you'll be able to walk away with knowing having specific rules and how to deal with conflict. You know exactly how to acquire and select a shame partner, what to do. They'll have boundaries put in place and you'll be able to know this is what doing recovery is and this is what it looks like for both the betrayed and the addicted. Yeah. The, the, the awesome thing too is 
and we keep plugging this thing, but it is awesome. So we want <laughs> it to is awesome. people there as, as we can. And it's, it's, it's live and it's interactive and it's not just listening to our content or it's us working with you on your specific individual um, issues and needs. And so that's cool. It's, it's good. Yeah. So anyways, um, hope to see you there. And uh, if, if you're thinking, oh man, I don't want to do that. Just know you'll never regret being vulnerable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks for being All here, right, guys. guys. We'll see you.